Welcome to Unedited, our fortnightly podcast where we explore the opportunities and challenges the retail industry is facing. Brought to you by myself, Grace Hill, and our newest co-host, Diana Bang. From fashion, beauty, and homeware, Diana and I will cover industry topics and shed light on how retailers can create a brighter future. Thank you, Grace. It's great to be here. As you'll all be aware, coronavirus has gripped the headlines of the industry. The news is changing constantly, but what we know for sure is 2020 is going to be tough across all segments and regions in retail. Edited is here to support our customers during this time. And as a listener of Unedited, we pulled together the full resources of our team to create an informative podcast to help you build strategies to navigate this challenging time. Today, we'll be discussing the most recent impacts of COVID-19 on retail, with a particular focus on key categories, including festival, swim, lounge, and activewear. Today, we have Kayla Morrissey from our in-house analyst team at Edited. You'll recognize Kayla from our insider briefings, where she writes our weekly blog. Kayla is going to help us bring clarity to the coronavirus situation and its impact across the industry as well as highlighting ways in which retailers can adapt their strategies during this time. She's currently stranded in her hometown of Melbourne, Australia. Welcome, Kayla. How are you today? How have you been keeping yourself busy in Melbourne whilst working from home? Hi, guys. First of all, thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. Of course. We'd love to have you. Thank you. It's, it is. It's such a crazy time right now. I came back to Melbourne to go to a friend's wedding and to see my mom. And one month later, I'm still here. So currently just navigating time zones, working with the London team and the US team and, you know, trying to divide my time between working out with all these amazing virtual apps that are out there right now, but also binge watching Tiger King, you know, as you do. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing the same. I've been trying to do my 7.30 a.m. workouts. I think the first time I did it, my boyfriend thought that there was a rave in the building and contacted the building manager to complain. But it was just me doing my Joe Wicks workout. <laughs> well, I think I've been doing very similar to both of you. Definitely been watching uh, Tiger King. And again, just thinking that I maybe shouldn't be spending as much money as I do on my monthly gym membership, seeing that I can get all this free workout content. But yeah, and also being potentially forced into doing some TikTok videos by my dad. So we'll see what that, where that ends up. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I've done many Carol Baskin, Tiger King TikTok videos. It's been giving me so much life over here. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening, Kayla, since our last episode where we had Rebecca on and we were talking about COVID-19? I hear you and other members of the editor team have been very busy building something really exciting. Yes, so we have just launched the interactive edited COVID-19 retail analysis tracker. And that's a free and public resource that you can find at uh, coronavirus.editor.com. Uh, and it's been put together by our extremely talented product and engineering team. And what it does is it highlights key metrics across regions as the industry responds to the pandemic. So businesses will have access to hard data to back up the pivotal decisions that they are making during this time. I've seen it and it's really exciting. Kayla, what are some of the key takeaways using this feature that you can share with our listeners? Sure. Well, first of all, one of the metrics that the tracker records is the pattern of new arrivals online. And what we're seeing is a similar pattern emerge in regions such as the UK and the US that we saw in China about two weeks ago. China, of course, being the market that is only now just starting to see recovery with factories reopening, the economy making some attempts to bounce back. 
And what we saw is arrivals fell drastically within the first weeks of the number of confirmed cases reaching the thousands. And then this downward pattern continued through February, where on average arrivals were 70% lower than the previous year. And then as soon as we hit March, what we saw was a bit of a turning point and arrivals really started to climb back up again as retailers started to normalize. And then if we look at the UK and the US, they're currently in this phase where arrivals have dropped dramatically compared to last year. Of course, we know that stores are shutting down, retailers are cancelling their orders, which again is a whole other problem and another conversation. We could spend a whole other podcast talking about that situation. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing now is the US is down on arrivals 46% year on year and the US 56%. So of course, while every region is handling the pandemic differently and there is still so much uncertainty, this kind of information is really beneficial beneficial for businesses to try and gauge a pattern in a quick view of potentially what they can expect in the coming months in terms of influx of new products across regions, as well as discounting and sellout metrics. Wow, that is amazing. I think this is going to be so useful for anyone who's interested in tracking the retail industry. But what I'm really interested in finding out is kind of what products is it that we're seeing sell out across each region? Sure, Grace. So the tracker shows the percentage increase of the number of products selling out year on year. So we've been able to pick up on some really interesting trends. Um, What we've noticed in currently is for Italy that the category that has seen the biggest increase year on year this week is scarves. And in Germany, it's gloves. So we're seeing products that can be worn in a protective fashion with regions struggling to get access to medical masks and protective gear and so on. In China, the loungewear trend is still huge. The top performing category for this week has been sweatshirts. While in the UK, what I found was really interesting is when we looked at the dashboard last week, the category that saw the biggest increase we got uh, year on year for percentages was pyjamas. However, this week it has now shifted to lingerie. So we're starting to see new categories start to emerge that are different from these, you know, cozy working from home categories that are really quite prominent right now. And it's starting to suggest that maybe you know, consumers are trying to spice it up while they're in lockdown. <laughs> Certainly not happening here, that's for sure. Oh, no, me either. No. <laughs> and I've, I mean, I've had to cancel my holidays. I think most people have. Coronavirus has definitely impacted consumer holidays, such as at this time and other events like Coachella. And I imagine retailers, festival and high summer assortments are going to be looking a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what would be great to know, Kayla, is what is actually happening this summer? Sure. Well, what's been really interesting is retailers promoting Couchella instead, of course, tying into that staying at home and in your loungewear. That then also ties in with all the virtual alternatives that we're starting to see at the end of March. Elton John hosted a virtual living room concert to raise money for those impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, which is wonderful. And then over the weekend that Glastonbury was set to be scheduled, the BBC is airing the Glastonbury experience from the archives across TV, radio and online channels. So if you're like me and missed out on Glasto tickets once again, you can enjoy this from the comfort of your own home. And it's really proving that connectivity is so crucial at this moment. Customers are exploring new ways to connect with friends and family. We've seen the app House Party completely blow up at this time. You know, this app has been around for years and I'm only just hearing about it. And I think only now people are starting to get involved. So while customers are experimenting with these social platforms, it's really crucial that brands are doing that as well and with virtual entertainment. 
I think a really great example has been Levi's 501 Live, which is a month-long virtual music festival that's being streamed on Instagram Live each weeknight. Um, And it kicked off with Snoop Dogg performing. And, you know, Grace, you mentioned TikTok before, which originally fashion was quite slow to adopt because it was kind of you know, this app for Gen Z kids to do dances and lip syncs. And it was all a bit cringe. But now that we're in lockdown, you know, like your dad's on it. We're all on it. Brands are starting to realize the sheer power that it has and the audience reach it has. And then in turn, the platform will start to mature as brands grow their presence on the app. And, you know, soon it will be just as essential to have a presence on TikTok as it will be on Instagram. So in terms of what's happening in summer, it's definitely these virtual alternatives and this connectivity across social platforms. I definitely have an unhealthy TikTok addiction now. Uh, I'm obsessed with Waitrose's TikToks. They are hilarious. How many like, class of you, Diana? <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, it would be, um, you know, any brands that people should follow on TikTok, it'd be great to know. Sure. I think a great example is Rihanna's Fenty Beauty. I mean, I'm not just saying that because I'm a diehard Rihanna fan. You know, they were the first brand to use the TikTok house setup, which is it's like a space, usually like a bougie LA mansion or something with loads of natural light where influencers can come and churn out content. Of course, this is now paused due to the COVID-19 outbreak and now brands are making content from home like everybody else. But I think post-pandemic, this kind of setup will really start to grow and brands will make an investment into dedicated space this kind of content you know of course fast fashion brands are really growing their presence on TikTok we've seen Boohoo and ASOS really promote during this time I think Gymshark really cracked me up they are using TikTok to promote these short home workouts but instead it's like doing crunches and fixing the sink or there's a girl doing arm rows but she's cleaning the loo so it's stuff that's really like on brand but it also relates to the current situation and there's humor behind it and I think that just really works right now you know luxury brands haven't been too active we've seen Gucci posting models dancing or doing these outfit challenges but you know I think we can expect to see a huge focus in this space for for high-end designers especially with you know upcoming fashion weeks going digital Absolutely. So with Coachella now being October, obviously those brands and retailers that had huge festival assortments, how should they be positioning festival arrivals in full? Sure. So first of all, Coachella's postponed date is for October at the moment. And the weather in California in October is similar to April. So it won't really impact the types of trends that we're seeing worn by attendees. And there are also other events going on this time that festival apparel can easily tie into you know we're coming into freshers week retailers are starting to promote their christmas party edits and also if we look at the fall 2020 runways there's several key trends that also lend themselves to the festival season like we're seeing western influences we're seeing cowboy boots double denim nostalgia is still really really strong on the runway and these early references to the noughties you know and and tie-dye as well is a huge example of something that is such a mainstay at festivals, but even without the events, you know, being held, we're still seeing them, you know, be successful because they've been adapted to the current situation. We're seeing so much tie-dye and loungewear. So it's really just about repositioning the trends you already have in their fall assort- in your fall assortment and making them work for, for the events that are, that are coming up. I know with Bank Holiday Weekend coming up and people tend to have their their travels and I'll still be wearing my swimsuit this weekend if I can but with the new arrivals in swim and no one traveling what's happening with that? 
Yeah, we've definitely seen retailers pulling back on their new season assortment. In the US, by February, really, we really started to see arrivals drop and the Q1 total assortment closed with 9% less products than Q1 2019. And it's a similar story in the UK with retailers experiencing such disruption in their supply chain. Um, they're becoming more cautious with their deliveries as the viral starts to take hold. Looking at arrivals for last year, March was a really key month for UK retailers to be phasing in swimwear and and I remember like it was scorching over the bank holiday weekend last year. I was certainly in a bikini. However, it's completely shifted this year, you know, and now they're pulling back on, on facing swimwear at this month and it's actually sitting at 18% lower. So we are starting to see those changes there in this traditionally seasonal category. Yeah. So I guess with people not traveling and staying at home and maybe not hopes for the bank holiday being as hot as it was last year, what is selling right now and how can retailers use this information to kind of look ahead? Yeah, so we're seeing uh, one pieces, a lot of ruffle detail, high waist silhouettes. Bikinis are still the dominant shape in swimwear assortments, triangle shapes and uh, bandeau silhouettes. Prints are outperforming plain styles with floral and animal prints as the most, uh, the top performing patterns. How uh, Joe Exotic of the swimwear market. <laughs> Definitely been bringing out my leopard one piece for my many Carol Baskin looks. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it'll be so interesting to watch. I know at the moment it's leopard print everywhere, but it'll probably shift to tiger print, you know, just from the, the sheer success that is Tiger King. You know, we're also seeing square necks, sporty silhouettes, which then again tie into the wider active wear theme. And these are performing well and are a low risk to promote now and in the future. Let's see successful colours um, that have been spanning the regions are, of course, black, red, pink, blue. Orange has been big in the US. Well, in the UK, it's been green, you know, off the back of that amazing J-Lo Versace dress. Everybody's been, you know, incorporating the, the palm tree print, which I know, Grace, you're a huge fan of. <laughs> huge fan. I know I've seen so much green, like all shades, but I'm really loving that kind of kiwi colour that Monday swimwear have got at the moment. Yeah, absolutely stunning. So, you know, I think for this, a lot of these are trends that retailers have had in their assortments, you know, season on season, just, you know, making tweaks to, to, to keep them updated. So I think their success during these certain times really solidifies them as a trend that will work even in the off season. And then, of course, with the delay to events like Coachella, retailers really need to ensure phasing for those trends that really resonate with festival season is controlled so that there is interest now, but also in October if you can't get back into stock. So we'd recommend retailers be cautious, dropping neons and earthy colour palettes and 70s influences too early, really bookmarking October for festival and high season communications to align with Coachella's postponed date and also the UK half term, as well as um, the closing Ibiza parties. Yeah, I feel like those closing parties are going to be the opening, closing. Everyone's going to be having a lot of fun. And also there's going to be so much pent up demand, I feel like, for travel once social distancing is relaxed. I know me and my friends, what's getting us through is discussing where we want to go and and get some summer sun this year. Yeah, I I think that is on a lot of customers' minds. And I think retailers really need to be careful with their their messaging. You know, at the moment, no one's flying, no one's traveling, and there are a lot of good news stories coming out about how carbon emissions are lowering and we're starting to see dolphins in, in Venice, you know, things like that. So I think 
sustainability is going to be really front of mind, you know, now and in the future. You know, when customers are out of lockdown, there's going to be a huge rush to the beach and on holidays. So retailers need to take this opportunity to promote local travel to avoid overcrowding beaches and those added carbon emissions, as well as really communicate how to best care for their swimsuits. Swimwear has been an area in the past that has had has been under the microscope in terms of sustainability because, you know, it does come in direct contact with the ocean and can release microplastics into the environment. So retailers need to communicate how to take care of their swimsuits to avoid shedding these microplastics in the ocean. And um, we've seen reformation, including their guppy friend bag in their communications over this time. We've also seen Lively have just opened a wait list for sustainable swimwear. So it's definitely going to be as the borders start to open up again and flights start to run again, that this is going to be a category where sustainability will be extra important. Definitely. I feel like there's also opportunities for brands to maybe sway away from those typical discounting patterns this summer, especially with categories like swimwear, where there is going to be pent up demand on the back end of the year. Yeah. And having the right price and discount is even more important now to make the most out of the products the retailers have. So Yeah, Kayla, it'd be great to understand how this is being impacted with everything going on. Yeah, sure. So in the US, we've seen the average full price of swimwear has increased by 3% year on year. Bikinis are then only $1 cheaper. And for the UK, pricing has become more affordable. Um, Both swimwear and bikinis are down by 14% compared to last year. And then you're absolutely right. What we've seen is a greater proportion of swimwear being reduced right now across regions. So it'll be really interesting to see discounting patterns in October with all of that pent up demand. At the moment, what we're seeing is retailers, while they are discounting more styles, they are holding back on discounting too deep. In the US, the average discounting percentage dropped mid-March, back when America became the nation with the most confirmed cases of COVID-19. And this has now stabilised. What I think is interesting in the UK, with prices lowering and more products being reduced, we're seeing this region be really conservative with their discounts. You know, they're not marking down too heavily. They're trying to preserve some margin. And it appears to be the right strategy for them to take. A swimmer in the UK isn't moving as quickly this year. Overall sellouts for Q1 are down 27% year on year for this particular region. And, you know, it's also starting to show in how retailers are communicating swimwear this year versus last year. We can see they are a lot more promotional driven at this time. You know, retailers are trying to entice customers to buy swimwear through, you know, reductions instead of the usual edits that you'd see this time, which would be promoting your European getaway or your festival wear. So, you know, I think people are discounting at the moment. It will be so interesting to see if that trend continues later in the year. Yeah, it will be really interesting to see how that pans out. And with it being a sensitive category with no one traveling, um, you know, how are brands communicating about swim? And I know that there won't be that same kind of influencer content on gorgeous beaches flooding our Instagram feeds this summer. I won't feel guilty about all the baking that I've been doing. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, with uh, self-isolation as the new norm and the weather starting to heat up, customers will be starting to seek the sun in outdoor spaces, whether it's a balcony or a garden. And retailers have really pivoted their promotions to staycations, not always meaning you're lounging around in your comfy clothes, but actually having a proper vacation, taking care of yourself and relaxing, you know, and we've seen with this best practices have been incorporating a lot of really positive phasing and kind of, you know, looking towards the future. So, you know, messages have included dreaming of your next holiday or something to look forward to. 
We've also seen a lot of layering and cover-ups as an additional point of sale being included in swimwear edits. And some really great examples we've seen of, of campaigns have been Adore Me in their customer newsletter. We're promoting all of these models you know, on their own, but in their backyards, but acting like they're on vacation, someone was drinking out of a hose. It was very relevant to the time, you know, that we're all experiencing right now. And I think what you say about influencers is so interesting because of the current situation, we're not really responding well to influencers or celebrities who are complaining about their isolation in their huge mansions, you know, by their pools with their personal trainers or that they can head to the Hamptons. So, I think communications during high summer categories really need to be sensitive this time and be relevant, you know, speak to the people who are experiencing a lockdown and dreaming of the sun right now. I'm glad to know that Beyonce and I are going through the same thing right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So swim, we know, is a category that retailers are kind of approaching with caution, but we can't ignore the buzz that's around lounge and activewear since everyone's staying at home, trying to be comfy, but also squeeze in those home workouts. So how have arrivals been impacted in loungewear, Kayla? Yep. So um, edited, we've noted 64% um, more loungewear arrivals in the US market for spring 2020 versus 2019 and a 57% increase in the UK. So massive. And products that straddle loungewear and nightwear have are really important right now as well as traditional joggers hoodies tracksuits at the moment retailers are really pushing comfort at the core and the messaging we are seeing while we're all working from home is that you know you want to be rugged up and cozy you know I think before the COVID-19 pandemic when we saw loungewear we usually see it very like Kimmy K styled with heels you know for a night out and you know that's completely not happening anymore we're now everyone's you know pushing sweats with comfort at the core, you know, to be worn at home and not, not, not out. You're talking about, I've been wearing my heels with my loungewear. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my inbox has been, my inbox has been flooded with messaging around loungewear. How can people or retailers, sorry, how can they cut through um, this messaging and differentiate themselves? Yeah, I think what is really exciting about this time is the level of creativity that we're starting to see as we were talking about earlier with the UK moving away from pyjamas into lingerie, you know, everybody is is going to get sick of wearing sweatpants at some stage. You know, I think the novelty is still there for me. You know, I enjoy waking up in my pyjamas and getting changed into my active wear and then back into my pyjamas, you know, but eventually the novelty will, will wear off, I'm sure. Yeah. So retailers really need to be inspiring customers at this stage of what they're going to be wearing in the future. And there have been so many great examples, like, you know, Reformation have been promoting summer dresses. Topshop's messaging is all around, you know, playing dress-ups, even if you've got nowhere to go, you know, just for the sake of it, trying to get into some kind of normal routine, you know, which is also extremely beneficial for your mental health while we're all in lockdown and we're all working from home. Loft did a great edit for going out and walking your dog and there's been product edits around virtual dates and happy hours and viewing parties, you know, for your house party app. And retailers are getting really creative during this space. You know, Diana, as you said, there is so much loungewear right now. So that's what we would recommend to retailers is take this time to get creative, you know, push those product edits, utilize your social media channels and so on. Definitely. So what is the future of loungewear and what what does it look like, Kayla? I think it's going to be so interesting to watch this trend. I think loungewear kind of has a place with athleisure and streetwear. You know, we see it there. And then going forward, we can either see it 
go one or two ways. It can either completely fizzle out because we are all so sick of wearing it, or it can become ingrained in our wardrobes as we've all experienced this pandemic together. It can be a, a wardrobe staple, much like your jeans, you know, or, or, or a comfy sweater. You know, it'll be interesting to see if after the pandemic, there will be less of a stigma about going to the shops in your tracky dacks. Do you guys say tracky dacks or is that an Australian thing? I think that's an Aussie thing. Yeah, I've never heard that. <laughs> But it's so interesting because even yesterday I was talking to my brother's girlfriend about, you know, is it going to be okay to wear our tracksuits to the the grocery stores or to the supermarkets in the future? I think so. Definitely. (laughs) Everyone knows what we've all all been through. You know, I I really think retailers investing in loungewear for the long haul, you know, do need to consider adapting their style so they're relevant with consumers changing needs and taste you know taking into account new season colors and fits and fabrications and then when lockdown comes to an end and you know people can travel once more loungewear will need to evolve so it speaks to people who are on the move but still wanting to stay comfortable not just sitting at home because I'm sure no one is going to want to do that once we're able to go outside again but I could be wrong (laughs) (laughs) so on that topic of you know what is going to be your first outfit when we're you know social distancing is relaxed and we're back in the office oh I'm dreaming about I'm dreaming about coming back to London I think I'm gonna go Villanelle Killing Eve season one the pink Molly Goddard chill dress puffy sleeves with combat boots you know just full statement piece just jump on the tube just like that I can't wait to see it, to be honest. <laughs> I, say, I say that now. You'll probably just see me like I'll be jet lagged off my tits and I'll just walk into the office in my jeans and a t-shirt. What about you, Grace? Well, I am very excited about maybe wearing something more formal and wearing like a power suit or something like that. I've seen stories have this like beautiful washed pink linen formal like tailored blazer and trousers. So that will be top of my list I think <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna come outside of my cocoon and come out as a social butterfly I'm gonna <laughs> wear all the tie-dye and heels and outfits that I can wear that just are vibrant so that's my outfit I mean you've already been wearing some amazing earrings on our zoom calls at work <laughs> <laughs> taking advantage of the yeah the earring level that we can see each other at now <laughs> um, but Kayla what's the one thing you want our listeners to take away from this episode I think the one thing that listeners should take away is really use this time to be creative be adventurous you know your customers are experimenting with so many different digital platforms while your your staff are working from home you know now's the time to get creative and really think of new ways that you can speak to your customer and engage with them and keep them motivated during this time you know I think the brands that really are looking out for their customers and their staff will emerge from the pandemic the strongest and also for God's sake please stay at home and stop hoarding the toilet paper a hundred percent so Kayla what support can our customers expect from us during these times as well so yeah of course these are unusual and disruptive circumstances and it's something that our extremely talented and dedicated analyst team at Edited have front of mind when we're compiling our reports every day. And we do understand that it's impacting everyone across retail businesses worldwide. So we're making really every effort that we can from where we're sitting to steer our customers in the right direction for the future. Great. Thank you, Kayla. As a listener of ours, we are here to support you during this new challenging time in retail. If you're a customer of ours, please contact your dedicated account manager and retail strategy and they'll do everything they can to support you. 
For all our listeners, ensure you're subscribed to our insider briefing. Sign up at edited.com. We'll be keeping you all updated on the latest news and strategies. Yes. Thank you for listening to Unedited. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation with Kayla. So please make sure you subscribe to keep in the loop with future episodes. And if you found this episode helpful, please give us a rating or a review or even subscribe to us. And if you have any further questions, we'd love to help. So you can get in contact at unedited at edited.com or give us a tweet at edited underscore HQ. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.